Welcome to Film Shapes, the podcast. The podcast. Someone stole I don't understand. Tell me you are. An animal caught in a trap will gnaw off its own leg to escape. What will you do? We're all gonna die. I hope so. Oh, for fuck's sake. Mucho fuego en el corazón, llena de humo la cabeza. Tú tienes toda la vida por delante, niño. No la malgastes odiando. Welcome to Film Shapes Rap of the Year, people. We have our four regulars here to tell us about their top five films of 2021, plus one disappointment. Uh, with us are Rolly. Hi. Hello. And I'll just say we're on uh, Discord, so the sound quality might be a bit different to usual, but um, please bear with us. Thank you. Uh, and hi, Parazad. Hello. And Merv, how are you going? Good, thanks. All right, cool. Go. So let's um, let's get straight into it. Uh, number five, Rolly, what is your fifth best well, film of 2021? Well, now, r- remember, mm. they don't mm. have to be 2021 films as long as you saw it for the first time y- yeah, in this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay I, think, I think all of mine are 2021 films just because that's what I've seen this year. Okay. Um, also, I didn't realise it was going to be a sort of fifth most favourite to the first most favourite. Well, as opposed uh, thinking to... about it, I, I think I can work with that, within that, though. Okay, so look, I was uh, with look. The last one we did was June. I was tossing up whether I thought June was one of my favourite films this year, mm-hmm. and what I ended up tossing up between, uh, for some reason, was June and Suicide Squad, the new mm. Suicide Squad, and um, and I, you know, they kind of they're completely different films, obviously, but um, this is where I where I ended up, and I was like, I've got to choose between one of these, and I'm choosing Suicide Squad. Because basically it was just more fun to watch. And June was kind of well made, but it was kind of predictable. And I don't know, dare I say a little bit constipated or something. <laughs> like it wasn't quite getting out what it wanted to I'm, Yeah, instead so, of telling so, you what's great about Suicide Club, I'm telling you what I didn't like about June. So would you say June is six, perhaps, Rolly? So did I say Suicide Club instead of Suicide Squad? So, yeah, I just glossed over that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, say again. So you reckon Dune would be your sixth favourite of the year? Yeah, I, yeah, I think that would be safe to say. Yeah, I kind was of had it... that for me as well, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's interesting. That's curious, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I just thought Suicide Squad was a bit of a romp. It didn't know what where it was going to take me, but it, it um, you know, it Can was I fun. Can I just clear this up? Wait a minute. A, it, yeah. it's, the, it's The Suicide Squad, the Squad, Suicide the, new one, Squad not... the 2021 Thank you. Okay. version. Yes. Yeah. Good. Um, with the big starfish at the end, in case you're right. still mixed up. No, gotcha. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I enjoyed the experience in the cinema and um, not too many films um, really excite me on that level these days. This one did an all right job. So, yeah, it's up there. Okay, cool. Thank you. Parazad, what was your fifth best? Uh, my fifth best is one that I'm fairly confident you will strongly disagree with uh free guy <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah okay now go on why um i just really enjoyed it i okay so i know that free guy for me a lot of the fun of it was some of the references and the you know the little easter eggs that are kind of hidden throughout the film um and i really enjoyed that um because I'm not a huge gamer, but I do a fair amount um, 
of like role play gaming, which mm. is pretty much what it's based off. Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's not so it, much. That, it, yeah. That, not so I much the massively it. online part of it, but the other parts of it. And there are just lots of fun little game references and fun little movie references, and a yeah. good little cameo at the end. Yeah. It was just. It was fun. Um. And in a year that was honestly fairly terrible for the whole world, <laughs> mm. um, something that was a bit fun and a bit comedic was was good. It was what yeah. I needed. Yeah, I remember when when I saw that we um had a had a mini tate uh, tate about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I just didn't didn't find it interesting really. I thought it was a bit twee, but that uh, you know, yeah, this isn't enough. the this isn't the worst five. This is the best five. So. <laughs> it's also right, like cool. it's very much a movie for a very specific audience. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, maybe a younger audience than me, perhaps even, or just a gaming audience. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thank you, Merv. Your fifth best. Uh, mine was a toss-up between the doco, The Lost Leonardo, but what just beat it out was a Danish film called Persona Non Grata, which was a, a comedy about like a country girl who flees her country roots to become a you're kind of an artsy elite and then it becomes semi-famous thanks to a book that writes off her family and then she has to go back to her country town uh, for her brother's wedding. And it's all about family and it's very funny and it's, uh, you know, kind of that fish out of water but kind of remembering the lovely, you know, the thing about family, once again, the importance in her life. Mm. And it was really funny, great performances, and, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, just a great little film. Mm. Sounds good. Where Persona did you... non grata. Where did you see it? Um, I think I saw that... Uh, Palace. It was part of the Scandinavian Film Festival. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't didn't know about that one. That sounds good. No, it was good. I yeah. If you get to find it, it's um, yeah, good. Right level. Pretty, you know, just having kind of slight come down, but um, mm. yeah, it was very funny. Nice one. Cool. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, okay, number five for me, Rolly. You might disagree with this one. Uh, this is Lamb. Oh, I'd completely forgotten about that film. Yeah, right. okay. I wonder I, why. I, I wonder if that's because it wasn't very good. That it's it completely. Not that. It's not the reason. Um, it's this is a, from Iceland. Uh, it stars Numi Rapace and a guy called oh, Hilmir Snare Goodnesson, which I may have got wrong. Uh, they're two farmers who deliver a lamb that isn't quite a lamb. Ridiculous hmm. story. <laughs> it's a great. Okay, yeah, maybe the story's a bit odd, but it's sort of folk tailish, isn't it? Yeah, it's very, yeah, okay. it's very creepy. It's very atmospheric, and there's a real. I I found a real sense of dread throughout, especially up to the weirdo finale as well, which I I chuckled a lot at. So, yeah, I'd I'd say rec I'd recommend that. I'd say have a look at that if you. Uh, Who would you recommend that film to? Everybody listening. Who? No, come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean out of out of? Uh, okay. Um, yeah, like like just an. an a regular person that's going to enjoy that film. Merv, a bit Merv. more Parazad, perhaps. Mm. Um, I'd give it a crack. Yeah. I'd, I'd be very curious. I object to, to being called a regular person. There you go. <laughs> Sorry about that. Well, yeah. I think no regular person is going to enjoy this film, but irregular people mm. okay. you have a chance. I, I thought Fair it was enough. great fun, and it, it was very neatly done. It was quick. It was over very, you know, it wasn't didn't hang around, and it was there wasn't much dialogue. Um, there was a real 
the brother came along and he acted as basically the the audience conduit, didn't he? So we had someone there to sort of go, "What the fuck's this all about?" But yeah, it's 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 uh, certainly something I might watch again if I see it, if I catch up with it. Yeah. If it's I was going to say if it's on telly, but it's not. It's not even on telly, it's is on it? Telly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. All right. Well, thank you. Um, number four, Rolly. Well, oh well. So um, this might maybe a bit of a surprise to you, Shady, but um, mm. I've got pig, pig, lamb. What a surprise! Pig. Nice. What a surprise by uh, Nick Cage, or with yeah. Nick Cage, that he actually did something good in 2021. I, I thought that I was like last a, year. What was he doing last year? Oh, Colorado Space. The color of space. Oh, right. awesome. Yeah, yeah, that was awful. That <laughs> also was awful. good. Also this was this was a welcome, a welcome retreat from that. Very good, you know, quite a slow moving kind of dramatic film, but you know, basically truffle farmer that has his best pig stolen, and um, and it was, it's kind of a story about, about um, the power of food as well um, because he's a very he's a an ex uh, quite famous chef I guess and um, mm. and he's very respected in the community and there's a lot of there's a lot of little tags around food and and the importance of food in our lives in it I just thought it was a really nice um, nice nicely paced film that was very hard to fault on mm. anything and I enjoyed it yeah no I'm not surprised I, I like that as well not not quite top 10 stuff for me but but yeah, really good. So. Not even top ten. No, I saw a, I saw a hundred. You see a lot of films. I saw hundred and twenty odd films this year. So yeah, I, yeah, no. But you know, hovering around that that top ten, fifteen. I think area, part I of it, part of it for me is just seeing Nick K, Nick Cage back. You know, doing something good. That's that's part of the appeal. It looks if like I'm honest. A, he's he's got a film coming out uh, next early next year called. The unbearable weight of massive talent, or something like that, and he plays himself. It looks pretty good. <laughs> I, I check that out. Yeah, that's one. Let's say Pig's made a lot of lot of top tens. Oh, has it? This has year, it? Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, it has. So you're in you're in good company there, Rolly. I, I guess it sort of sits in Shady. between the, in between the regular people and the non regular people that are going to like that as well. It's got a bit of crossover going on, so <laughs> yeah, I, I can understand true. that. Yeah, something for everybody. Okay, uh, number four, Parasite. Yeah, um, okay, I think I'm going to have to do a joint number four because my actual what? number four... Well, let me explain. <laughs> so my actual number four is a movie I just saw yesterday. Um, oh. It's Spider-Man No Way Home. So it's the new, the latest Marvel Spider-Man. Okay. Um, and I can't really talk about why I enjoy it without thank you. giving Don't. away yeah, massive no spoilers. spoilers. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah there, there's a whole like there's a lot of reasons why I enjoyed it, but the main okay. ones are very spoilerific. Um, ah, but it was right a lot. It was a lot of fun. Hmm. Okay. Um, and it was just really well done. Um. So my my joint number four in that case, which was going to be just an honourable mention, but I'm going to throw it in because I can talk about it more. Mm -hmm. Um. Have you guys ever seen a movie called Mystery Men? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how this movie passed me by for so right. many. It, it's a 1999 film, which mm. maybe explains it because I was 12 when it was released. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's probably why I missed it. Yeah. But, okay. Um, 
Tim Tim kind of stumbled across it on Netflix the other mm. week, and so we started watching it, and it is hilarious. I mean, it's not a mm. good film. Let me make it clear. It's a bad film, but it's hilarious, and it's a lot of fun. And this um, is and the it's Be- just... Ben Stiller film. Is that the one? Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, I didn't yeah. think it was that. I didn't think it was bad. I oh no, no, no. It's... It's... Yeah. Well, it kind of depends, like, because I know a lot of people would consider it very, very bad. But for me, huh. it was just campy and fun. Yeah, I thought it was good fun. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so, I yeah, remember I... it being very good fun. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, you all reacted very differently when I had Wild Wild West out last year. So. Yeah, that's tr- yeah. Well. <laughs> and I, I consider them to be very similar kind of movies in terms of the level okay. of fun. Yeah, one's a lot better. Interesting. <laughs> one is a lot better. Um, So yeah, that kind of just stumbled across my radar this year And I had a good fun time with it Um, So yeah, that would be my number four Yeah, nice one Okay, Mystery Men there Yeah, cool Yeah Uh, Merv, number four Uh, For me, it is the doco uh, Val Um, Oh, okay Val Kilmer Which is, I just think it was one of the It was a beautiful, sad, funny um, I reckon it was as dishonest as it was honest kind of documentary about Val Kilmer and where he is. The you know, Val Kilmer, the artist, the man who still has that desperate desire to perform and following, um, which I didn't really know. I, I'd seen pictures of him and I was stunned at what he looked like. And I then learned he had um, throat, ca- I think it was throat cancer and he's now got a hole in his throat. So Throughout his life, he's always um, recorded everything. He's always had access to a video camera. I mean, his parents had one when he was a kid, and he would be on all the sets filming everything, and he's got tapes and this massive archive of his. And he's just turned it into this wonderful, I said, just documentary. And Fowl, you know, he was a good actor, a bit of a pretty boy. You know, he, he was in a few good films, but... I know you just see that whole other side of him, which is why it's kind of, is it dishonest or honest? Is he still, this is his only chance to perform because no one else will give him you know, a role because he can't speak anymore. He speaks through a, um, one of those voice modulator things, you know, mm-hmm. that they put up to the voice box. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it's just a, it's just a wonderful, wonderful movie and it's on um, Amazon. Okay. If I remember correctly. Um, but yeah, it's just a, it just opens up Val Kilmer Again, how much of it's true, how much of it's not, it's, it doesn't matter. He's just made a beautiful story, and his son narrates it, and his son just sounds so much like him. Oh, yeah. um, so it sounds like Val's narrating, but it's actually his son doing the, the whole narration. Oh. So it is a, yeah, it's so a Val. film about Val, then? Yes. It's so kind of... He, it's yeah, kind of I'd... a year in his life as he goes and does the kind of convention circuit to get a bit of money as such but it just goes back through his through his movies and just him with a video camera like on the set of um and so there he is just you know hanging out with the other guys and he deliberately ostracized tom cruise from the group um, yeah just to keep the animosity that sounds that sounds like worth a watch just for that (laughs) yeah and he's on um was it the island of dr moreau Oh, he's yeah, just, Jesus. he's giving um, Marlon Brando just kind of shit and then discovers that there's some actor who, um, you know, I think it's not, you know, here is Tony playing the role of Marlon Brando or something because right. <laughs> there's some bloke standing in for him. It's, it's very funny. 
it's really sad um, just seeing this, you know, this this actor just lose so much, but his desperation will perform. And just the film, oh, he's, yeah. you know, as they're filming, he's, he's, you know, walking, trying, you know, he's a corridor and acting and putting on a performance, which is why there's a bit of dishonesty in there, but it's also honest. It's, it's just a yeah. It was best doc I saw this year. Great. Mm, okay. I think that sadness sort of scared me away from the film a bit. I knew it was going to be a bit bit like that, and I wasn't sure. Yeah. How oh, much. No. But, yeah, but I, you think? Yeah, it's definitely it's, worth watching from the yeah. sounds of it. Okay. Yeah, it's just it's just beautifully made, and it's just a story of family and everything like that as well. Just you know the love he has for his kids, and also he's a man of faith, which you don't realize. He's got a strong faith, which comes throughout at all, which uh, is also just as interesting. Yeah. All right. Val. Nice one. Val, thank you very much. Um, so that's me, isn't it now? Yeah. So my my fourth, actually, Rolly, you've already talked about this. It's the Suicide Squad. I I think my top five this year are like two sort of blockbusters and three little littler films, I, I suppose you could say. So that's one of the blockbusters. I, I thought it was probably the most fun I've had in the cinema this year. Just more, and and yeah. probably because I wasn't expecting a hell of a lot from this, um, even though James Gunn directed it and he's pretty handy. I just thought, oh, it's a DC film, and I don't really like the characters so much. But yeah, well, it, it surprised me. I guess that's the big thing, um, and and I had a, a a good chuckle with it. So yeah, so there you go. Number four, The Suicide Squad for me. Okay. Okay. Um, that that puts me up to number three, doesn't number it? Three. Yes. Have All a go right, at I'll... it. I'll try and speed things up a bit. Now we saw a couple of Hungarian films this year, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. One, right. uh, yeah. Which one do you think is my number three? Um, it's probably not the the porn. Not one. the one with porn in the title. <laughs> it's the other one, which has a an equally odd title and a long one. It's called Preparations to Be Together for an Unknown Period of Time. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a um, kind of a, a quirky romance i guess which, which um romantic drama which just keeps you guessing throughout and leaves you with plenty to talk about i won't try and describe mm. the plot but i don't know i thought it was just very another very well put together film that um i enjoyed my time within the cinema and yeah i i, I yeah all the performances were really good as well so uh, what's the director's name here lily horvat lily that, horvat that sound yeah. right yeah yep. um yeah, so I'd definitely um, check that out if you like that type of film, which mm. I don't normally even like, but um, I don't know. Maybe I'm developing a taste for um, romantic wow. dramas. <laughs> well, maybe that's a... my thing. I think I'm not feeling anything in the cinema. Maybe yeah. it's because I'm not seeing enough romance and drama. It's possible, yeah. Mm. yeah. Or you're seeing an awful lot of shite as well, which I'm sorry about. But, yeah, uh, thanks for that. Who have yeah. I got to thank? You. <laughs> Me, yep. All right, so thank you. That's called, once again, Rolly. Preparations to be together for an unknown period of time. Yes, good. Thank you. It's a long title, isn't it? All right, and Parazad, number three. Uh, Okay, so my number three is yet another Marvel movie, uh, Black Uh Widow. Ah, Uh, yes. Um, It's kind of hard to explain why I enjoyed this one so much. First of all, I just think it was nice to see uh, Natasha's character get actually a bit more depth and a bit more story, because um, yeah. she's been in heaps of the, the Mar- other Marvel films, but has never really featured as a character, more as kind of set dressing. Mm. Um, so it was nice to see a change from that, and I actually really enjoyed the story. I liked that it was 
a prequel kind of without really being an origin story. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. And I liked that it was also a fairly self-contained story, um, which is pre- pretty pretty rare in the MCU these days. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was good fun, lots of nice choreographed action, which I always enjoy more than the big CGI mm. action scenes. Um, mm. Yep. Just a I think the humour worked in that film. film as well. Yeah, it was also very funny. Yeah, yeah. And they've, um, they've laid out um, a little bit of a, I don't know, a breadcrumb trail with, what's the name of the sister again? Elena? Elena, yeah. yeah. She um she pops up in Hawkeye, right, as well? She does, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they've kind of, I guess they're built. Hawkeye. Oh, sorry, folks, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty common for me to spoil something, isn't it? Um, I, I guess they're, they're going to sort of set up the next, what is it, phase four or five? What's the next phase coming? I've lost track. Who knows? Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I think they're setting it up with, with her. Yeah, it's a bit rough on Merv there. Okay. Um, thank you, Parazad. Number three, Merv. Uh, my number three was Dune 1. Um, it was just an amazing film to watch. Uh, we spoke about it the other day. It was, um, yeah, just, yeah. Um, yeah. It yeah. just, yeah, it was stunning to look at. Great piece of film. I'm glad you said part I'll leave one it there. there as well. So. <laughs> yes, Dune. Part, Part one. one, yeah, yeah. Still in cinemas. Still, yeah, yeah. Don't expect that you're going to get the whole story. Oh, God, bro. Really? Part, Part one, one doesn't. Part one just means sort of part one of the first book, right? Right, so you reckon it'll go to part 25 yeah. or something? Like, and, well, yeah, they're going to split it up into, yeah. Oh, no. Okay. Anyway, yeah, no, it was a good, well-made yeah, film. very well-made. Maybe the yeah. best technical film of the year, I reckon, but. Yes, okay. Um, it's up to me for three, isn't it? Yeah, number three. This was a film I saw earlier on the year in the Spanish Film Festival called Out in the Open. Um, it's directed by a guy called Benito Zambrano. It's a, it's kind of set in the 50s in Franco, Spain, in Andalusia. Uh, a, a young fella, young boy actually, about 12 or 13. He's on the run um, from a real nasty bugger. Um, and he meets up with a, an ex-soldier and they kind of pal up together and try and get to somewhere better than where he was. So it's um yeah, it's just uh, it looks incredible. It's very burnt out. It's sort of um, sweeping vistas and plains, and there's a lot of a lot of um. It's almost like a spaghetti western, but n- not sort of campy or not not um, average looking, if you know what I mean. Um, it's it just yeah, it's an amazing film. Great great cast um, and quite. Really well contained, not not any baggage at all on this film. So yeah, I'd I'd recommend that. I don't know where to see it though. Now now that it's I mean it's from 2019, so it's a little hard to get get hold of if it's not in a festival. But that one's called Out in the Open, and it's a cracker. Thank you. Are we up to twos now? Are we? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Go Rolly, number two. I think I'll, I'll confess I'm doing this a little bit just to spite you. Um, because I, always a good start, and also it's got two in the name. Can you guess the film? Yeah, I know, I know what you're fucking gonna say. Go on. <laughs> yeah, so the killing of two lovers is a um, really American uh, kind of an American indie film. It's like got that real kind of bleak uh, Middle America vibe to it. But um, look, essentially, it's, it's a it's another kind of family drama it's very intense watch 
It's got a very intense soundtrack as well. So it's an intense watch and listen. Mm. Um, Shady, I think, uh, completely missed the point of this film and gave it two stars <laughs> or something. Yeah, no, um, to, to, and, let's back up a little. How, how yeah. if I didn't, if I felt nothing about this film, if I thought it was okay, or which I did actually, I didn't. You thought it was it. okay. I thought it was okay and probably a bit, bit, bit lower than average. But if I hadn't seen it, where would this come in your top five? Would it be in there? Oh no, I think regardless, I, I definitely felt. Uh, kind of moved by the film enough to think about it in the few okay. days after I'd seen it. And, you know, and oh, I remember the film and okay. all parts of the film, a lot of the film to this day, even though I've seen it once, like it just stuck in my memory for oh, some it's, reason. It's not just but it's so, it's good. It's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of sad and bleak. And there's, there's, there's a violent kind of twist that mm. you don't expect. One of the one of I think one of the most sort of intense violent twists I've seen in a while in a mm. film, which is something to say. I think you got a little bit caught up in not liking the camera work and things and the the wandering camera, but that to me just made, gave it a kind of more of a documentary feel. And I really felt there was a um, there was a strong heart in this film that kind of deals with um, kind of male fragil fragility in a way, like which isn't the most popular subject these days, especially if you're talking about just white middle American males. But I think, yeah, yeah it's a kind of an important film in that way as well. And it's kind of um, men kind of dealing with their own um, violence and, and jealousy and things like that. So, mm. yeah, um, I do as much as I like the fact that, that you um, don't think it deserves to be in second place, um, <laughs> it, it is... Uh, regardless, and and um, it's going to stay there. Mm. Can I say something? Um, nah. Your your <laughs> your uh, rundown of that film was better than the film. <laughs> <laughs> Just see the film. Watch it. Watch it again. Take take a um. No, that's a compliment. Take some Robert. drugs and it's, watch it's, it. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't hate it. Let's put it that way. Okay, um, number two, Parasite. Oh, I'm. I've been umming and ahhing about the order of my number one and number two for a mm. while. But okay, uh, number two, I'm going to put Dune Part One. Okay. Um, again, like one of the best films I've seen this year, obviously because it's in this mm. list, but also just one of the best sci-fi fantasy films I've seen for a long time. Mm. Um, and I don't, I don't really need to go into it. We've talked about it before. Um, but yeah. yeah, I just really enjoyed it. Would happily go to the cinema and see it again. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah so I, I kind of figured that one. it would be in, I thought it would be in some, some people's fives for sure. So yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's great. Yeah. Okay. Nice one. Merv, number two. Number two for me is the Suicide Squad. Oh, really? Loved it. Okay. Very funny. Um, it was the most laughs I had in a film all, all year, uh, without a doubt. Um, and I know you actually, just one thing I remember about this, I actually cared about the characters. Mm. It actually, everyone kind of got built. Normally you see these films and someone gets left behind or focuses on two people. But this one, you know, everyone kind of had that little moment to shine. A nice little story about found family. And you just knew that any one of them could get blown up, eaten or eviscerated at any second mm. as well. So, it did have that oh. Game of Thrones sort of feel yeah. about it in a way. Didn't yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it yeah. did. Yeah, it's nice. like, 
Oh, and yeah, it was just good performance, and it was great to see some proper humor in the DC universe. So, um, and I've been seeing previews for Peacemaker, which is a new TV series oh, based yeah. around that character. Yeah. So I might I might give that a crack because I thought Senna was quite funny as Peacemaker. He was just properly delusional. Yeah. <laughs> uh, will the TV this is a TV series? Will that be as violent yes. as unapologetically violent? Do you think, or will they tone it down? <sighs> Who knows? It depends. I don't know who's made it. So, um, you know, you the thing with TV, you've had everything from, uh, wasn't the old blood and sandals um, soap opera? What was it called? Uh, Spartacus, Mm. which, you know, was blood, guts and everything to others which aren't. So, yeah, who knows? Hmm. Hmm. DC Um, doesn't. Sorry, go ahead. I'm going to say DC are a bit more open to real kind of just some real violent kind of shows within their universe and others which are more kind of, you know, safe TV stuff. So it's, mm. uh, yeah, DC is open to a bit more blood and guts than uh, the Marvel clean, nice universe. Mm, doesn't have the, the Disney Deadpool. influence. <laughs> yes, doesn't have the Disney influence. Mm. Yeah, sorry, um, so here's, here's take... my question. Yeah, does anyone know where it's if it's streaming anywhere? Um, cause um, that's the one. It's one of the ones I wanted to see and I missed when it was in the cinemas. Oh, Suicide Squad or the Suicide Squad? Yeah. Um, I think it's pay per view still at the moment. Uh, okay. Mm. But it, it was. I have seen it on Amazon, but I think you have to pay yeah, four dollars okay. to watch it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, that's not so bad. I think I have seen it there. Nice one. All right, thanks, Merv. That was The Suicide Squad in three of our top fives. Yeah. Um, okay, number two for me was uh, No Time to Die. Um, oh, great. Really? really? Yeah. <laughs> yep, really controversial. Very no, controversial. It was close to the top, actually, for me. I think it was a perfect way to end Craig's um, tenure as Mr. Bond. Mm. And, yeah, I, 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 would, I would sit down and watch it again. I'd no no problem about that so i guess that and the suicide squad are the ones that i'd certainly go back and see just because there's i sometimes do that i'll, I'll see a film and then a, a year later i'll just get it somehow and watch it again i think i'll probably do that mm-hmm. with those two um I, i'm, I'm uh, with just... you i'd happily watch this bond film again i like the previous three which i have no desire to see yeah we did have a, a long chat yeah. about this didn't we so <laughs> i don't yeah. think we need to say much more but yeah i think it was a, a, a really really good not just Bond film, but a really well-made film. So let's um, let's leave the twos there because we're into the ones. Rolly, what's your favourite film of 2021? I think it's a bit of it's a, probably a bit of a close call in some ways with some of the other films I mentioned. But um, yeah, I saw a, a documentary which was part of the Revelation Film Festival mm. called "The Most Beautiful Boy in the World." Wow! And okay. It's about um, a Swedish actor Bjorn Andresen. Andresen. Mm-hmm. And um, kind of the effects of his fame as a child. He was um, the starring boy in a movie uh, by Lucino Visconti. Mm -hmm. Is that how you say the director's name? Death in Venice. So, um, yeah, and um, yeah, he was subjected to this level of fame as a child. And the the quote for the newspapers uh, that Visconti had made was that he's the most beautiful boy in the world. And there's a lot of um, um, great kind of old camera footage of 
the audition processes and things. They've got all these boy. It's a the most seedy kind of process you can imagine, with this kind of cigarette smoking guy just looking over all these young boys and and the way. But the the interesting thing about the film is we're we're looking at him as a um, as an older man now and still an actor, but just living in the shitty, dirty apartment with his much younger girlfriend who's trying to help him out and his landlady's coming over to do a rent inspection mm. and just the, the drudgery of his life now and comparing it to the older, the older beautiful uh, Bjorn, it, it just does something to your mind. It's a really interesting kind of, um, it's a film about ageing, I guess, in, in a way and kind of, but it, yeah, it's beautiful and it is a really, you know, it has some beautiful moments in it, but it is quite a sad a sad look at um, the price of of what he had to go through because, yeah, a lot of things in the film, the sort of darker aspects are kind of hinted at um, without being explicitly spoken on. Uh, so you get the idea that there's some sort of, there's some dodginess going on in Paris mm. at some point when he's yeah, a little, yeah, little bit right. older and he becomes a Japanese pop star, one of the first Western Japanese pop stars and, and to this day some uh, manga magazines still use his image from that period as like as as a uh, kind of an archetype of a mm. of a character as well and yeah i i just um yeah it was another one that stayed with me and mm. um yeah definitely worth a look and he was also in the film uh the old man uh as uh midsummer i don't know if you guys have seen that i haven't um known. but yeah um anyway that's a whole other other story mm. but yeah check it out that's if you get chance. revelation had a, a bunch of good films this year not i don't think i've got any of them in my top five but yeah there was a lot of jumbo and king rocker and uh paul dude's uh deadly lunch break i think it was called that yeah, i think we saw of... different films too this year yeah, so no, well no yeah. and but i saw that with you and your missus actually that one the beautiful boy film oh Remember you did that? we yeah, were all in cinema yeah okay yeah yeah it was good yeah, i like that so it was good yeah, it was a good um range this year at rev mm. but um yeah, excellent. Thank you very much, Rolly. Um, number one, Parazat. Yeah. Um, my number one this year was also a documentary, but a documentary kind of in the style of a film. Uh, it's a 2019 mm. one just called Apollo 11. Um, mm. And it's directed by Todd Douglas Miller. And it's it's kind of all of the original archived footage of the Apollo 11 mission with no kind of modern narrations or reenactments or interviews or anything like that. It's all just footage that was available at the time, plus hmm. a couple of like animations of, you know, diagrams of the, the parts of the shuttle and things like that. Um, and it was just really good. Um, it's very well edited um, and very well put together so that it feels like you're watching film um, and when I first started watching it I didn't realize that it was original archival footage oh. until you see a, a shot with the astronauts walking on screen and I was like hang on a minute I, I know those faces those are the actual astronauts oh. <laughs> um, it was, was just was really Apollo really good. 11 was that the was that the Neil Armstrong one which one was the Apollo yes. 11 Oh, okay. Apollo 11 was the first moon landing. So I think yeah. um, I saw it on Netflix this year and I'm pretty sure they would have got the rights to kind of commemorate the 50th anniversary, which was this yeah. year. Yeah. Um, okay. but yeah, really thoroughly enjoyable. Um, kind of a very different style to most documentaries. 
Um, and a lot of what you're learning is mostly stuff that you already know, but it's still just really, really mm. interesting to watch. It's I, I was, I mean, to be fair, I am biased. Like this is very much something that I'm already interested in, fascinated by. Yeah. Um, but even so, I just found it impossible to look away. Yeah, cool. It is pretty amazing as well what they can do with that old footage these yeah, days. Yeah, absolutely. Like even from some of the old 16 mil footage, they can. Just, uh, I think they've got some AI algorithms that just can make it look so good and mm -hmm. really high def. It's amazing. Did yeah. So the, this one, this... I don't think. Sorry, oh, I don't all think fake it's anyway, still of on course, but... Netflix. But <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's still available on Netflix. But okay. if you can find oh. it somewhere, it's well worth a watch. It yeah, just sounds like the kind of um, doco that uh, Asif Kapadia makes. You know, the guy that did Senna and uh, Maradona. And I, did he do one about Amy Winehouse as well, I think? Where it's all just, I, I don't know about the Winehouse one, but the other two are only found footage. He hasn't added any interviews or any narration or anything. It's just, he's just cut altogether clips of stuff mm -hmm. that's happened. So is that sort of pretty much what happened there? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Um, but it's like, it's edited so seamlessly that you don't mm. really, you barely notice it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, cool. That sounds good. Nice, thank you. Um, what's that called? Apollo Eleven. Apollo Eleven. Yep. Yeah, great, cool. Thank you. Uh, number one, Merv. All right, I saw this film all the way back in January, hmm. and not if I necessarily liked it, but it. I thought about it regularly throughout the year. I've had arguments with people a year. I was. It actually the film that probably gave me the most gut physical reaction and made me angry and interested in all that, and it's Promising Young Woman. Ah, okay. It, it you know, um, it was an interesting film. The, the ending just got me so angry. I just <laughs> hated the ending so much. Just hated it. I thought, but, other, you know, I've had arguments with people, which is why I think it was the number one film, because the film is art. You know, this art should make a reaction. Mm -hmm. Hit me in the guts hit me in the head. It just got me every way. It made me feel uncomfortable at times. It made me roll my eyes at times. It just, yeah, it was an absolute roller coaster of film. And, you know, I've got friends who just love this film to bits. I've seen it multiple times. I don't know if I see it again in case I start thinking about it too much in a way and I lose that reaction to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those films yeah, because yeah. it got such a physical reaction out of me. I don't want to watch it again and kind of huh, and just walk away from it thinking it was like eh, it was a bit middling or eh. mm. yeah so it's uh, gonna be an interesting one if i do watch it again but promising young woman um yeah about a kind of woman on a revenge track um yeah. you know the way revenge just takes over your life and she almost thinks she's found a way out but then of course it just rips her back in and yeah it's just a it's quite a brutal ending and Mm. Bit of a dumb ending in a way, which got me angry and all sorts of things. But yeah, promising young woman. I'm pretty sure it's streaming on streaming services now. You can find it. So yeah, yeah I hope people get the same kind of reaction out of it. So I have no idea if I actually like it, but as a physical yeah, yeah a reaction hard. film, it was the best film I saw this year because it <laughs> it's hard to, it hit me yeah fair and square. It's hard to say you can't really enjoy that film, can you? But there's a lot to like about oh, it. You know? it's, it's not enjoyable I think at all. Men, 
Yeah. As men, we can't say we enjoy it, but I think some women really enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I thought it was great. I thought it was really well done. Um, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, I, it was I, just a surprising I, – so yeah. I, I, I had a mild argument with someone probably a month ago about it, oh, just right. arguing over that point at the end where I had saw it one way and she saw it a very different way. And, yeah, so the fact that, you know, nearly a year later I'm still – it's still there. It's still in my memory. You know, other films. I'm like, oh, did I see that? Oh, yeah. No, I haven't got a clue what happened. But this one, it stuck with me. Yeah, right. Oh, good. Okay, cool. That's Promising Young Woman. Thank you, Merv. Yep. Um, okay, my number one. It's already been mentioned. It's preparations to be together for an unknown period oh. of time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's – and the same – this is similar to Merv's. I, I haven't stopped really thinking about this. Um, on and now and again, I think is that is that what I really? I'm waiting for my brain to tell me that wasn't that good. What are you What are you thinking about? What What's What's going on here? Mm. But it was just really sort of it was odd, and I don't know if it's tricked me into thinking it's fantastic. But there's well, lots. It's still well, yeah. I mean, you know what I mean, don't you? That's I what mean, a film is supposed to do in yes, a way, exactly, though, isn't it? So, and but. We, yeah. We we won't give the ending away, but when we watched it, there was an there's a sort of odd climax there, or final shot I should say actually, isn't there? And yeah, and I thought something different to you as we left. You're like, yeah, that's what think, this is. Well, said, as it no. turns out, I think I had a similar long conversation with my wife after seeing that, and I mm -hmm. think she kind of agrees with you more. But okay. Damn it, I'm still right. Uh, so I I don't know. You know what, what though, Rolly? I can't even fucking remember what I thought it was. You know, I, I'm still not sure. And that's the thing. And now I'm not even yeah, sure, yeah. you know. But it's definitely a film that gives you a bit to think about afterwards and definitely mm. good to – it's a good one to discuss afterwards. And I always think the best films are those ones that, that leave space for more discussion after yeah. it as well. Yeah. And the way, you know, the, the fact that it's, it's got this sort of oddly, you know, Cold War feel still to it, even though it's, it, mm. it's modern day. Um, and the very Eastern European coolness, you know. That's great. The, the, it's sort of Hitchcockian, yeah. a bit and, sort of like the Coens and a bit Antonioni kind of stuff. It's yeah, just, yeah. But the, and the characters are, are not cardboard cutouts either. They're kind no. of – you're never quite sure what their motivation is or, or if, if they're good, a good player or a bad player or, you know. So, it, yeah, it, yeah, it felt quite real as well. Yeah, yeah, and I'm still confused about it. I'll watch it again and see if I can make mm -hmm. any more sense of it. But oh, that, that that's probably not selling it. It's not a confusing film, is it? Like if you read it just on face value, yeah, it's just it's, a, uh, it's a, a romantic slice drama. of life. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, some shit happens to this woman and, you know, not all great, it's, not terrible. It's definitely a, a a romance though, isn't it? I mean, she... Well, this is probably what yeah, we had an she argument She goes about. above and beyond for the, for the romantic well, cause. Yeah. Yeah, but it's. I think it starts out pretending it's going to be that, and then becomes something a bit different. Yeah, and that's where we disagree because yes, I think maybe. at the end it, that that this this relationship is going one way, and I think you thought it was going the other way. Yeah, maybe that was it. That's um. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, it's it's great, and that's uh, bloody hell. I'll say I'll say it again when we do the top five um, rundown. <laughs> shall we? Um, Shall we do a turkey each now before we before we wrap up? So, mm -hmm. Rolly, what's what do you think? Is either... What do you think it is? Yeah, Come I know on. what it is. You but know, it's on. a net. That it's a the... net. That awful not film. <laughs> it's not. It doesn't even deserve the oxygen that I'm giving it right now. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. Let's, 
Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. This isn't like, a, yeah. I, I do it, it's think probably, it was... it's probably led to more people walking out of cinemas than any tell, other tell film the, since COVID, tell what, right? Tell us what you told me about this the other day. <laughs> what did I, oh, this is a second or third hand story now, but I believe it to be true because, uh, this person's partner worked at the cinema. There was about six people in the cinema. Five of them walked out halfway or less through the film. One person stayed. And the person that stayed uh, at the end when she came out, do you know Do you know what she said to the staff there who asked her, you know, who sort of said, oh, you know, good on you for staying. Um, you were the only one. And she said, oh, well, that's because my name's Annette. I couldn't <laughs> leave a film that was... Was named the same as my name. <laughs> right. <laughs> even then, I, I would say, yeah, you might as well just leave, even if your name's Annette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking, but it's a shame. <laughs> a lot of talent there, but look what they turned out. Is anyone else? Uh, is this your? Is this your worst one as well? It's anyone not mine, but there? but it's no. very very close. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So, uh, Parasite, what was your turkey? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so my turkey, again, I've got a bit of a double header. So first was Candyman, which we saw together uh, at girls' school cinema. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, oh, it just wasn't a good film. It wasn't oh, shit, particularly wasn't interesting. It wasn't yeah. particularly fun. It was, I mean, for a horror film, it wasn't particularly scary either. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it this was just... This is how Shady movie. gets you. It's free. <laughs> it's free, he says. <laughs> it was well, a prize this week. We earned, yeah. we earned that. We earned it. Exactly. Oh, no. We won a trivia competition and everything, and that was yeah. our reward. Mm. Terrible. Um, my other one uh, <laughs> is uh, 007, No Time to Die. It really? Oh, wow. Uh, okay. I, I, I mean, look, I didn't hate hate it but i also didn't see that many films this year so it ranks pretty low um okay. i just found it too long and honestly quite boring towards the end like it almost felt like i was watching two different films the first part was great i was enjoying it and then it just got so bogged down and i don't know i just mm. found it dull personally huh. did had you gone along for the ride with the other Daniel Craig Bonds as well? To be fair, not the one immediately prior. So okay. the other ones, um, oh, God, I can't remember the titles anymore, but I think there were four in the lead up to this one. Yeah, yeah. Is that right? So yeah. I'd seen the first three, but not the most recent, like before mm, this one. Okay. And I realise yeah. that that may have something to do with it because I know that there are characters and storylines that follow through. Mm. Um. Even so, I mean, I, I figured out enough to know what was going on. It wasn't like I was sitting there going, who are these people? Like, yeah. you know, it was it was all pretty clear cut, but it was, I just found it way too long. I thought so much could have edit, been edited out and it, mm. they could have just had so much more fun with it. Oh, it wasn't. Yeah, I don't think they wanted to. <laughs> they wanted to. Yeah, uh, may, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe that's where the issue was because I went in expecting to be, I mean, I expected it to be, fairly serious at parts, but I also expected a decent amount of that good James Bond campy fun. Like, you mm. know, you can you can remove the sexism and racism and you don't have to remove the fun. <laughs> yeah. Can you? Yeah. <laughs> Amazing as it sounds, yeah. It you can have yeah. movies that is, are fun. 
<laughs> that was the funniest of all of them. Yeah, I mean, oh, well. no. Well, I mean, I didn't enjoy the others particularly well either. Yeah. I think that's probably the, 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 the free guy for me, basically. Okay. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice one. Okay. Thank you. Merv, give us a turkey. Um, I also had a toss up between two streaming turkeys okay. one from Netflix, The Dig, which. Uh, oh. Was Kerry Mulligan again? Shite, terrible film. Yeah. But she's in uh, your favorite yes, and yes. least favorite move. Then no, no, it's not my. It was almost my least favorite. Oh, okay. One film beat it, and it was from uh, Amazon, The Mauritanian. The what? Which was a hundred thirty minutes of dire, bad, boring, dull acting. Hang on, is this with, um, Rahim and? Um... Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, I, I, I didn't mind that. It was shit. It was a it bit was dull, so yeah. It was, boring. It was a bit boring, yeah. I and get that, but... Okay. The fact mm. that 40 seconds of footage of the real bloke at the end who had a thousand times more charisma <laughs> than to hear Raymond did in the entire Aye, film. Come on. He's a, it was... He's a good actor. Uh, I think he was one of the highlights of that film, was, actually. Cumberbatch is good, but they were just so stilted yeah. and boring and just not allowed to do anything. Oh. It was just miserable for the sake of being. I mean, I know it was a miserable story, but yeah. they were just miserable, yeah. and it was just yeah. I hated it, uh, and I think I hate watched it. I'm so- I absolutely <laughs> hate watched it to the end, just to make sure right. that it qualified for me to put it down as the worst film of the year. Because I've watched some and stopped halfway through and gone, and they have not made. Oh, they don't thanks. get added to the list. Oh, I'm glad you did that. <laughs> so right. I hate watched this for 130 minutes. Of just boring crap. Yeah, I did that with the one that I'm going to talk about now as well, actually. But that that was a preview, and I couldn't get out really. But I think Rolly was with me. Well, let's get onto it. So uh, yes, Annette was terrible, and that would almost be the worst. But I think that just there are just two more films worse than that. Um, the first <laughs> one was kind of like The Room, so I'm going to give this a pass because it was very badly made, but. It's a film from 1965 called The Nest of the Cuckoo Birds. And I, I saw it I saw it in the, the Lunar. Yeah, very weird. It was, it was uh, these guys called the Black Maria Film Club or something. They um, run these sort of film shows where they find some odd films and put them on. And this was just terrible, really badly made and mistakenly made. Lots of errors. You, could, you can see that the, they didn't know how to edit. They didn't know how to shoot. It was just... A, a real patchwork film, but made with love, I think. Anyway, so I'm going to give that a pass because the worst one was a film called French Exit. Do you remember that one? Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah it was on. early on in the year. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer's in it. It's about these... Oh, yeah. wanna, it's about these sort of rich New Yorkers who suddenly lose their money and decide... Or, or, I don't even fucking remember that. To, Get, yeah, but that film France. wasn't worse than Annette, though. Yeah, it was for me. I mean, that was. was that was a film. Mm, barely, <laughs> barely. Yeah, yeah. No, I no, mean, no, it, was, I... It, it was so it was kind of crafted still to be a film. No, it, I, don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't think there was any. Well, what's the? There's a fucking talking cat in it. Like, I mean, it's very odd. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. Real pretentious that. bullshit. Are you I, giving I, Annette I, just what? a bit of the doubt that it was a swing and a miss? They took well, them to swing at something a little bit different and completely missed, and it was shit. Where this one, they thought they were doing something great. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. In the fact, I reckon, that I reckon he's, 
I reckon he's going, oh, maybe Annette is really high art, though, and maybe I just don't get it. So Me? No, no, just no, in no. Case. no, 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 I, okay, I'm giving it a pass because of Marion Cotillard. I mean, I watch her in anything. I, she could That's read a so phone sexist. Book, you know. Oh, Adam Driver's pretty good, too. <laughs> She's my favourite actress. So I'll watch her in anything. But, <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's awful. But I think French Exit, I'd. I don't know if I'd rather sit down and watch Annette than French Exit. I think I'd probably, um, I don't know, try, try and escape both of them. But, yeah, mm. I'd just say just a bit worse, French Exit. It really annoyed me and irritated me a, a fair bit more. Made me angry, actually, at least. It was pretty forgettable. tosses, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but anyway, that, they're the worst ones. Um, so, guys, before we go, give us a, a rundown of your top five again. Rolly, five to one. Oh, uh, what did I have? <laughs> Hang on. When did I start? Did I start with pig or was it something else? I got rid of my list now. No, here we go. I started list? with. First Side Squad, wasn't it? Yes. Oh, yeah. I was tossing up between June and Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. The... Then I went pig. The Suicide Squad. Then I went to the pig. Mm -hmm. Not the pig. Just sorry. Just, just pig. <laughs> then I went preparations to be together for an unknown period of time. Then I went. The Killing of Two Lovers, number two, uh -huh. and number one, The Most Beautiful Boy in the World. Okay, yeah, good. Eclectic list there. Thank you. Um, Parazad, your list, please. Yes. Uh, so number five, I had Free Guy. Uh, mm -hmm. Number four was Spider-Man No Way Home with an honourable mention to Mystery Men. Uh, number three was Black Widow. Number two was Dune Part One. And number one was the Apollo 11 documentary. Yes, great. Okay, excellent. Thank you, Merv. Your list. Honourable mention to The Lost Leonardo, but then uh, Persona Non Grata, Val, Dune Part 1, The Suicide Squad, and Promising Young Woman. Mm, okay, cool. And mine was Lamb, uh, The Suicide Squad, Out in the Open, No Time to Die, and Preparations to Be Together for an Unknown Period of Time. Okay, thank you very much, guys. Um, any final words? So average amount of Suicide Squad was the best film of the year? Maybe. <laughs> With Succession on, on um, what is it, HBO, I still think TV's winning this year for me. Oh, really? But, yeah, okay. um, yeah. Mainly mainly because of that. There were I just I just remembered there were three weird babies in films this year. After Lamb, the, you know, well, I don't know what to say about this, but it's a it's not a human and it's not a lamb. It's somewhere in the middle. Um, mm -hmm. then there was the fucking wooden baby in Annette. Oh yeah. And, and there was a Merv, what was that baby in Titan? Oh, oh yeah. The very end. Yeah. Yes. yes. Was that a the metal baby? Was it a metal baby? There we go. So we got wood, metal and, oh. and lamb basically. There was also <laughs> a bit about babies in Candyman too. Oh uh, Yeah. Yeah, right. Yes. I've actually forgotten what that was all about, that bit. <laughs> the whole film. I completely forgot. You just brought back the memories. <laughs> yeah, right. The best thing is you've gone beyond your apples. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen another person munching on an apple. I'm, I'm still, yeah, I'm still trying to think of how to. What's the zeitgeist? It's you are really just telling us where the zeitgeist is when you say it's apples <laughs> this year. No. It's, now oh, it's babies. So... I think oh, it's so... babies. Babies and apples, I suppose. Yeah. Weird babies eating apples. All right. On that note, thank you very much, guys. <laughs> nice. Uh, thank, thank you. you. Thank Bye. you. Happy New Year, everyone. Bye. Yeah, you too. Happy New Year, everybody. See you later. Bye. Bye. Absolutely, beauty exists. And 
like you know, to put the, put the eyes on the beauty is to put the eyes on the death. Apollo 11 has very simply been given the mission of carrying men to the moon, landing them there, and bringing them safely back. What are you doing? It's okay, you're silent. What are you doing? Hey, I said, what are you doing? Mute error as a saber. Azt a gyermet az eszem, hogy annyira vágytam erre az egészre, hogy kitaláltam mindenestől. És olyan részletesen készíneztem, hogy végül magam is azt hittem meg.